Southeast Radio's Morning Mix. Chat, news and your views. I've got Tom Miller and Tony Fagan in studio with me. It's Policing County Wexford from 1922 to 2022. Good morning to you, Tom. Good morning, Alan. And good morning to you, Tony. Good morning, Alan. Look, um, it's a wonderful uh, book. It's a wonderful tribute. The two of you have worked tirelessly on it. I'll come to you first off, Tom. What was the whole idea behind it? And, and I mean, you've, got, you've gone to such extremes to get photographs, and it's very much about County Wexford, isn't it? Yeah, it's mostly about Co- County Wexford. There is a little bit about national policing and government positions on things because the Angarda Shikon is a nat- national police force, so what happens up higher has an impact at, at, at county level and what yeah. happens within Wexford. In, in so the what, what's your own involvement then, Tom? Where, are you, where, where did you come to us from? Were you born here or where no, were you born? No, I'm from, from County Leash, a place called Timaho, outside Stradbally, Port Leash, that, right. that, that, that general area. I always had a, an interest in, uh, in history and from my time in, 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 in the guards, I knew that the centenary of the foundation of the guards was coming up and both Tony and myself, we, we raised it at different stages. We were, we were interested in getting some something done to commemorate it. We, yeah. we floated the idea of of, of, um, of writing a book, both in Wexford and maybe within all the counties in in uh, in, in the country. But yeah. basically, we weren't getting that much uh, feedback on that, so we went ahead and uh, wrote, wrote our own at that stage. You so know? you you actually. You, the rank you achieved was Garda Sergeant, is that That's the right? Yeah. 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 And 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 where were you stationed in Wexford then? Did, All over I the did, place. I did a bit of a tour of Wexford. Did you? I fin- I, fin- I started and finished off in in Escorty. I was in Wexford Town for a while, Kiltealy, Ferns, Islegate, maybe maybe one or two others on a temporary base. And looking back on it, times have changed so much. Well, it was almost like a vocation. There's a beeper going off there somewhere. It's not mine anyway. But not to worry. But Tom, I mean, uh, when you look back on it. From a personal perspective, was it an enjoyable career? Yeah, I, I'd have to say I, I enjoyed it. Obviously, there'd be contentions between different people and about different things, but overall, I enjoyed it, yeah. All right, Tony Fagan, I've always said you're a bit of a high flyer, but there's something that has to pop up here. You were actually a member of the Irish Air Corps, Tony. I was, yes, yeah. I was on. Don't I, leave I, me I, hanging there like that. Chad. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. I, I was there. I, I joined the Air Corps in, uh, in 1963, and I was there till 1967. Did you and fly? Were you a flyer? No, I wasn't. I was ground te- technician. Yeah. And um, at at the, that stage, uh, the natural transition was from the Air Corps into Aer Lingus. Yes. And um, general word at the time was that jobs in Aer Lingus were starting to dry up a bit. Yeah. So I decided to have a go at joining the Guardi, and that's where how, how I my progress. All right. Look, it's it's great to set the scene, but the book itself has twenty two riveting chapters, and I'm, I'm only I've had a reading weekend between reading the book by Shane Ross and reading your book. <laughs> uh, I'm read out to be honest with you, uh, but but they're both riveting reads. And and in your case, where do I start? I'll, I'll only be able to cherry pick a few of the chapters because you want people to go out and buy the book. That's okay. Yeah. All right, Tom. So uh, so I I'll, I'll pick one. Um, forming a new police force yeah. because I think it's only fair that we talk about that. Yep. Yeah. Um, Michael Collins uh, call, called a meeting sometime in February 1922 to form a police force. The RIC was to be disbanded at that stage. So mm. 
they set up committees and uh, the, the, the committee came back to them with, with, a, with, a, with a report and they decided to go ahead with the, with the, with the formation of Angarda Shikana. The, there was a good few RIC and DMP men on, on the committees, so yeah. naturally a lot of the background in, of, of, of the civic guards, as it were, then was based on the existing model as practiced by the RIC. So you were coming in, Tom, into an area where we just had the end of the Civil War, isn't that that's, right? That's correct. Yeah. So you had still got the two factions. Yeah. H- how did that work? The integration into a divided community, because that's another chapter in the book. It didn't. It, it, it didn't work very it well. Didn't work it well at, no. at times. Now there was a one factor that would have, would have been a help that the the army was to deal with with, with subversion and subvers- subversive crime, but it's difficult to to separate what, what was ordinary crime and what was subversion. And uh, in most cases, the, the guards maybe were the first to arrive at the, at, at the scene. So yeah. it's difficult to separate yourself from what's going on at that stage. Tony, my own granddad, as we've spoken of here, was one of the first members. He told me he told me many stories, but one of the stories he told me, he was stationed over in Ballinasloe, and when they were in the barrack one night, yes. uh, there was five or six of them in the barrack in Ballinasloe where my dad was born, and next thing, the IRA arrived. They arrived into the barrack. And they looked in on them. Yes. And they, they shone torches in their faces and they put guns to their faces. And yeah. and he turned around and next thing they said, ah, these lads are all right. And off they went. I mean, the early formation of it, as you write the book, it must have been quite yeah. startling, quite revealing. Yeah. 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 I, I, I think that, that that is a big aspect of the, uh, the thing to try and ensure that we remember those because that that was a tough time to be members of a police force that former colleagues were possibly shooting in windows at you, at you in the stations in different places. You right, know. this was even in the early days? In the early days, And yes. right from the start, Tony, was it always an unarmed police force? No, no. no. At, the star, at the start, and that was part of the trouble in that you had the Kildare Mutiny mm-hmm. where the... Tom would know more from that aspect of the thing. In, Kil- in, in Kildare, they were based in Kildare Barracks at the time. Yeah. And uh, there was problems with RIC, <laughs> former RIC people being And all that's charged in the book. But I, w- yeah. I want to localise it, so let's get back to the main reason, because it's policing County Wexford is <laughs> what you want to focus yeah. on. German bombs and IRA gunfights. Mm-hmm. Tom, this was in Wexford? Yeah, yeah. Where? <laughs> well, there was loads. Of, I, I, IRA gunfights that, that that would be during the during the second world the second world war or the or the emergency as 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 it was known. Yeah. The IRA were attempting to uh, obtain guns from the from from the German, from the Nazis in German in Germany. Um, they were involved in 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 a good few uh, sort of illegal activities and. Uh, they became involved with 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 the, with the guards and especially not not so much in Wexford but in in Dublin there was six guards killed in, in confrontations with the IRA. Dennis O'Brien would have been the most famous of those, and uh, there was also incidents that occurred in in, yeah. in in Wexford. You know. Okay, there's a chapter called from the Macushla to the Conroy. Do you want to take that one up for me, Tony? What's this? Hi, uh, Macushla was was one of the. Um, Troublesome ones from the from the authorities within the the government, in that the guardie felt that they weren't getting proper representation, and uh, 
they attempted to have a meeting above in the Bunkusla Ballroom in Dublin. Yeah. And um, the Garda authorities uh, put in uh, officers and things like that to take the n- names and things like that of those attending it. Yeah. But uh, Gardy uh, persisted with uh, holding the meeting and it resulted in uh, 10 or 12 of them being dismissed in the force, mm. including Jackie Marnan, who was later General Secretary of the Garda Representative Association. Yeah. And um, the Archbishop uh, in Dublin at the time, Archbishop Quaid, went in as a mediator mm. and... Uh, the members were reinstated in the force and it went ahead. But it gave them a basis of an association at that stage yeah. to represent, represent the members. And uh, it went forward from there, in my belief. Again, just uh, emphasising the Wexfords, uh, Tommy, you want to say something yeah, there? Yeah. No, there was, a, there was a, a large recruitment of new guards coming into the force at, at the time. Mm-hmm. And the, agree, the national agreement that was reached with the public service generally uh, there was there was no pay increases for for those new guards and they were very especially in Dublin they were very upset about it so that was yeah. the, that was the background they were getting lot and so they felt they were entitled to something and the Makushla came from that now there was there was one one Wexford man involved in the Makushla Martin Breen from Tennis Rule mm. he was he was later involved in he he left the guards he was he was he was doing farming so yeah. he, he was involved with farming organisations. All right, one of the darkest days in the history of Ancara Shikana in Wexford was the passing, the death of Seamus Quaid, the murder of Seamus Quaid. And I mean, I knew the man very well. I actually, he was an incredible hurler for Club and County. Yes. Um, you knew him very well too, Tony. I did, I did. I suppose Tom, Tom is longer in the force than Tom and you, but both of you. I remember it was actually the late Brian Kenny that rang me the following morning to let me know when it was like a bombshell. You know, it, I'd say the force in Wexford were stunned at the fact that a guard could be shot in on duty and things like that. Seamus was a, an absolute gentleman now, really was. I would have met him a few times at that stage, not through any great involvement, but I would have met him and I always found him very, very nice. I remember one occasion there, there was a jewellery robbery here in Wexford that uh, one of the jewellery stores and uh, made her get way up along the Gorey Road Yes, and we found some of the material up there in Seamus I handed over some of the stuff to Seamus at the time but he was a real gentleman well known everywhere right. and uh, because of that I'd say the whole uh, thing was a desperate shock to and, t- and Tom when you're doing a book of this nature and the sensitive nature in memory of Seamus Quaid there's yeah. a wonderful plague up there you, you have to bear in mind the family as well That's uh, right, you, yeah. did you work with him or did you work closely I with did him? I worked with him in Wexford for did a you? while not, 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 not for a, a long period but I did, I did work for him a while in Wexford and he as, as Tony says he was an absolute gentleman he'd be one of the uh, best regarded guards in, uh, in Wexford I remember um, some, some of the local n- 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 people that weren't doing so well, you'd often get them to call the station to be looking for Seamus Quaid, one of the regular ones that say I'm, I'm, look, I'm looking for Gard McQuaid, I think that was coming from there was uh, tobacco at, at, at the time McQuaid's plug or something like that so yeah. don't get the two names mixed up but Seamus, a kind man, a decent man, family man, a good hurler 
All right, look, there. That, that's one of the saddest pa- chapters in yeah. the book, but something that you had to chart. But let's look at some of the positive stories. I'm going to have to round off for a second. And I will let people know that my colleague Michael Doyle has also had a chat with you. That's great. It is wonderful, I remember. For some reason, as I'm travelling recently, I hear Michael's programme on a Saturday, I remember. And I love every minute of it. And you two guys mm-hmm. have actually got one coming up with him, which will look at it in more detail, the history. But I want to look at the positives in the book. So as I conclude for the moment, for you, Tony, what are, what are some of the positives there? Policing going forward, what do you think? brand new state of the art uh, Garda facility here in Wexford it must be uh, quite, a, quite a shock from what uh, the last uh, because I was in with the former superintendent uh, John Roach in the old premises in Wexford town yes. but do you see ma- major improvements within the, in the force? I very, very if you're talking about accommodation, absolutely colossal changes altogether. Right. And and uh, I I worked on a, l- a lot of things bringing about changes in better accommodation for Gardaí through, throughout the year. I was on the Garda Representative Association Executive, and we set about examining all the different areas in the country, the three war stations in each division, and we took note of the population, the number of Gardaí, etc., in all the different areas, and drew up our own list of what we've seen as the war stations throughout the country. And because of that, we succeeded in getting better accommodation. I mean, Enniscorthy, you take Enniscorthy, a new station, Gory has a reasonably good station, New Ross have a new station, Wexford have an an excellent station. Yeah, Yeah, really. Yeah. Yeah. Tom, I'm going to leave the final word to you. Will you autograph this? Because I know I've got a comment in from a listener who says, uh, would you ask the Gardaí, what is the exact date of the foundation of Angara, she called My late dad joined the Garda on the 22nd of November 1922. 1922. The actual date? I think it was the 14th of... Uh, no, no, it was... Uh, the... The I have you thinking now? Com- yeah. The committee <laughs> was set up in the 14th, some, sometime in March. Initially, they went into the yeah. RDS. And uh, but but this 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 listener's dad is very much part of the centenary. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, Tom, wrap it up for me. Get you to sign it. Just text in the guardie, and one lucky listener will get a copy of this book signed by both Tom and Tony. <laughs> but to done. just as we look on the centenary, what do you think we've learned from it, Tom? I'm not sure in, in relation to policing, Tony was saying that uh, that accommodation has improved immensely. There's no doubt about that. There's very few poor stations in the in the county now. Mm-hmm. Uh, on, on, on the matter of policing, I'd have I'd have maybe different views. There's a, there's a move at the moment uh, since maybe. Drew Harris came in to move towards centralised policing. So what you get, you get a, a separation of the of the police from 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 the people. The origin when your grandfather was there, the guards were were uh, living among the people who were involved in sports, social activity, and so forth. But there still I, are. I mean, the pop up guard stations uh, is something that's happening at the moment, isn't that? Seems I to be a good one. Um, yeah, I'd have I'd have my own views on that, but. <laughs> The, the, the need to, the, the guards need to keep in contact with, with, the, with the people and I think the way they're moving at the moment they're moving away from that contact So that's uh, your wish, you'd like to see them more involved uh, yeah, I'd, like, I'd, yeah. like, I'd like to see a sort of a continuation of community policing rather than, rather than, um, than having, having centralised policing hmm. and despite 
what you say about pop-up stations, etc. And community policing. Yeah. I'm only sharing what I'm, I'm hearing, you yeah. see. But so. the two of them are centralised policing and community policing are mutually exclusive. You can't have the two of them at the, at the one time. I think it's time to time to call the, call a pause on the on yeah. the centralised policing and seek and go back to what where they were before. Food for thought. Great to talk to you both. It's a it's a wonderful. There's a picture of Deb on the front here, um, <laughs> reviewing a parade of Wexford Gardaí. Will you sign it for me? And all you got to do is uh, one lucky listener is going to go away with this book signed by the men who wrote it. It's called the Gardaí. Text us now on 0873737956, and we let people know when you're talking to Michael Doyle in more detail. And I remember Southeast Radio's morning mix, chat, news, and your views. Alan Corcoran.